0: Margaret Partington and I'm 77 years young. I think I've had and I'm having a really good life. I had a very normal childhood, went to boarding school by the sea because there was TB in my family and my parents thought that the sea air would do me good and so I've always loved the sea since. Unfortunately my mother died when I was 19 from heart failure, which was uh, an awful shock in my life. Um, My mother was a clothes buyer and I think that gave me my total love of clothes. I just adore fashion, have done since I was about 12. I have an extremely large wardrobe. Anyway, I modelled in my 20s, always had something to do with fashion. And then when I was 50, um, I was the first one to do hot tire in the country. And I'm still doing it 28 years later, but I'm retiring in October because my husband's got Parkinson's and dementia. And I'm hoping to sell my business on to somebody carry on the good work. It's a divine job. Uh, Nearly everybody who comes to me has got some gorgeous occasion, and I see the loveliest of outfits. Ascot, of course, is my big week of the year, and if only we could have summers again. But everybody brings up their lovely Outfits for Ascot with short sleeves, and I think, oh gosh, you're going to be cold. And um, there's six of us here, Ascot Week, in my hat business. I have over two and a half thousand hats, and I just love making people look their best. I've uh, I've had a fabulous time with the hat business. I've done fashion shows. I've done special occasions. I've traveled the world. I've done 22 cruises because I take about 40 hats on board with me. And on a sea day on the cruise line, I display all my hats. And then with my Yorkshire sense of humor, I make all the passengers laugh and then they try on a hat and the ship's photographer takes a photograph and it's another memento of their, of their time on the ship. I love cruising. For somebody who loves fashion it's an excuse. I go on on the ships that dress up every night because it all adds to the joy of the cruising for me. I've been to Australia, New Zealand, the Philippines, India, all over Africa, Mexico, the States, Canada and Alaska where there's nothing like seeing beautiful enormous animals in their home environment. I've just had the most wonderful time, met loads of people and I usually meet somebody who's been a customer of mine which is always amusing to me. And uh, it's just a fantastic way to enjoy a holiday and I especially love the Caribbean. Now I'm slightly older, not so much walking, but seeing divine places and that heat on your body, I'll swear it does you a great deal of good and may I have many more to come. I have had a wonderful father who was taught to fly by the Wright brothers in Dayton, Ohio. In 1912. He was a really adventuresome guy. He went, he sailed from Liverpool one month before the Titanic and went to Canada, worked in the law courts because he must have learnt shorthand when he grew up in Carlisle and then he wanted to fly and his father wouldn't give him permission because he was under 21 so he paid to go down to the Orville and Wilbur Wright Flying School in Dayton, Ohio. and Then he came back to the UK and there wasn't an RAF at that time. There was the Royal Naval Air Service and he was an, an ace pilot and he survived the war and he had fantastic memories and then he when he was 38, decided all his friends were getting married and having children. So the rest of his life was pretty normal. He had me and my brother and had a good life, except for my mother dying when she was only 46. Um, I was very naughty. When my father went to London on business, I'd ask him to bring me back the Evening Standard and he knew what I was doing. He didn't encourage me to go to London, but he certainly didn't stop me. He knew my heart was in fashion and I got a job in one of the top uh, clothing companies in the country then and I was an in-house model which meant that uh, I, I modelled the, the incoming season's clothes for the buyers who came to the, to the showroom to see the oncoming season. And I loved it, but I was in a bed bedsitter, I didn't know anybody in London and I was very lonely. So back I went to Leeds, my mother unfortunately was dead by now, but I was back with Daddy and, uh, and my brother and, and the housekeeper. And I still wanted to conquer the world as a model and so I did. Um, joined a model agency in Leeds and did modelling then. And then I met my husband, who was a friend of my brother's. He was a charter accountant. And, as I say, he he worked in Europe and commuted every weekend. I just adored my father, and how I wish, like most people, now since he died, that I'd asked him so questions. But I have written a book about him, which I'm very proud of. And I hope wherever he's sitting up there, he knows that I've done it. He was a real uh, adventuresome man and had a wonderful life. But then, as I say, he just uh, married, had two children. We went abroad on holidays, but he didn't do any great adventure. And although he was an ace pilot in the First World War, in the Second World War he was too old to fly, so he was in intelligence. And he lived to the ripe old age of 79. Oh, God, it's not an old age because I'm 77 now, I just realised. I've always had this enormous love of fashion, which I'll I'll go back and tell you about. I went to Secretarial College when I left boarding school. That was to please my father, but I really wanted to be the world's top model. I haven't quite made it yet, but there's still time at 77. Um, I uh, So I went, after I finished Secretarial College, as I say, which Daddy insisted on, I then uh, and he gave me a clothes allowance, which I was spent in the first three months after he gave me it, but he felt sorry for me. I reckon it's in my jeans fashion because, um, as I say, my mother loved it and I was around clothes. Um, and uh, it's always been a big part of my life. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm a Yorkshire girl. I grew up in Leeds and apart from being at board school, I spent all my time there, um, but my husband uh, worked in Brussels and he needed to be Heathrow at Heath, near to Heathrow, so because he commuted, so we came back to Datchett and I always near Windsor. I've always felt there was a business in me, and so when I was fifty and the children were grown up, um, I started to my my hat business uh because i got fed up of lending my hats to everybody Uh, when i was 17 i went to a a cousin's wedding very shy i went with my father and uh, everybody came up and admired my hat and i thought well this is great you don't need to be shy anymore so i've loved hats ever since And I had 75 of my own when I started the business. And um, the last 28 years have just been one joy after another. I work hard, but I have enormous job satisfaction and I love helping people to look their best. One man came with his wife and he said, she wants a hat with a veil and I thought, hello, because I've become very good at reading people's characters. She never said a word. And he went on telling me what she wanted. And I said, have you read today's paper? And he said, no. I said, well, would you like to go and read it in my lounge? Because I wasn't getting anywhere with this poor lady who didn't open her mouth. And he was such a bully. I got rid of him. And then she talked to me and said, my husband says I'm ugly. And I hated him immediately. I got her in a lovely hat, and then I went to the room where the husband was reading the paper. And I said, I've got your, ha- your wife the perfect hat for her outfit for your daughter's wedding. And no, it doesn't have a, have a veil, because actually, she isn't ugly. I never see any ugly people. And you can always improve, that's what's lucky about being a woman. And I said, will you please come through and tell her how good she looks to give her confidence because you're just doing her self-esteem the most appalling harm. And when she brought the hat back after the wedding, she said, thank you so much for doing that. She said, that's given me the push. I've told my husband, if he ever criticises me again, I shall leave him. I don't know what happened because I've never seen her since. But um, so many people need their ego boosting and wearing a hat is an easy way to do it. So I was living in Leeds as I'd been born there uh, with my husband and he was working, uh, he wasn't in Europe then, he was travelling the world and he'd often be away two, three, four months. So I stayed in Leeds Leeds with the children and he'd come back and when he was based in Brussels and Munich that's when we moved south for him to be near to Heathrow. All the time I was doing odd jobs in fashion because as I say it's definitely in my blood and I just love clothes and when I was 50 I got so fed up with my all my girlfriends borrowing my hats they'd all go out and buy an outfit for weddings and royal ascot and the racing and the derby but they never bought a hat they'd buy one from me because i had 75. my husband used to count everything so i used to have a few hats in each wardrobe in the house which everyone thought was very amusing Um, i was so excited when i started the business that i lost 30 pounds because I forgot where the fridge was, it just fell off. And I was a a great size 12, I'm afraid I'm not quite a 12 these days. But the business was so exciting because I was the first one to do hat hire in the UK. I got the most enormous amount of publicity, free publicity, which is unheard of. I've been on the television at least 12 times And all the magazines wanted to do articles on me. And it just took off. And so I rang my bank manager in Leeds and said, uh, I went and bought 150 hats yesterday. He said, well, even for you, Margaret, I think that's a little excessive. So I said, can I have an overdraft to go and buy another 150? (laughs) So I started my business in my own home. Um, in the bedrooms and the dining room went. So my husband told everybody who was living in a hat shop. Uh, but it went such a bomb, and I was so thrilled with it and so excited. And I had famous people come. I've had the Royals come over the years, lots of people from the television. I've been interviewed. At Ascot Races, which in middle of June, which is my favourite time of the year, because Ascot, you see the most beautiful clothes in the world. I've been to the Arc in Paris and I've been to the Melbourne Cup, but there is nothing to touch Royal Ascot. It's an absolute dream for somebody who loves fashion and glamour as as much as I do. And I did a lovely do for some Americans came over to the Grosvenor House Hotel in London, and they brought in a couple of racehorses to the hall, and they had pretend grass on the, on the um, floor, and all these Americans, all the ladies, came to me. I took a, had a van and took my hat collection up to the Grosvenor House, and they all picked a hat they'd all brought there their outfits from London. It was one of the best nights of my life. And then appearing in Hello! magazine two pages a couple of years ago, that was another joy. And I'm a great royalist and I always wrote to the Queen Mother on her birthday and I wrote to the Queen and I had a lovely letter back from her saying that she drives past my showroom window to go in the back way to Windsor where she comes most weekends and she said she loved to see the hats because it reminded her, her of Ascot. They can, You can be anybody in a hat it just makes you feel your very best, it makes people stand up tall and it doesn't matter what age or what size you are you put a hat on your head and you can take over the world. And so my hats The biggest number go to Ascot and then there's Henley, which is divine by the river on a good day. There's no better place than Henley rowing regatta. And then there's the garden parties at Buckingham Palace. There's investitures. There's royal visits to Windsor. There's still a lot of people who love to wear a hat.